Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. Do you know what a frequency is? A frequency. Well, if you look it up in the dictionary, if you've studied science, a frequency is a repeating sound or event. It goes like that. They're all different shapes according to the the velocity of the sound, the, uh, the volume. But let's just take it as a simple illustration. It is a reoccurring sound wave. Isn't that interesting? And it repeats. So one year on one of our holidays, we decided to go to Germany and we went to this lake called Lake, Const- uh, lake uh, Konig, I think it was. And... It's pristine. And we go out to this lake on a boat and it's, they don't allow petrol or diesel. It's, it's, it runs on batteries and it's quiet. And you go right out in the middle of this lake and there are mountains either side and you get in the middle and honestly, they turn everything off. And pastor, I'm telling you, you could just about hear your own breath, your heart. Next minute, this old German guy gets out a trumpet a trumpet in the middle of the mountains in Germany. And he goes, It was that clear. Isn't that interesting? It was an echo of the sound wave that went out and hit the mountain and came back. It was, it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. It was just one of those outstanding experiences in my life. Do you know that God has a sound wave? Yeah. It's called a frequency. Uh, not many people use them this day, these days. But when I grew up, I used to watch the All Blacks or listen to the All Blacks, sorry, in the middle of the night on a wireless. Yeah. And... It was a little wee box thing like this and we'd all sit around with a cup of tea and you would tune in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You tune in. Now, nowadays you get in the car, you press a button, search, and it goes, right? What, what What are those radios doing? The radios are searching to get on that particular wavelength for rugby or music or whatever. And when you tune in and get on the wavelength, you've got the same message in your radio. God has a frequency. So what is God's frequency? Well, actually, that's the wrong question. The answer should be, or the question should be, who? Who is God's frequency? Should we see what the Bible says? Have you got your Bibles? Why don't you turn with me in your Bibles And we're going to read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. It says this, God, who at various times, plural, and in various ways, plural, spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, plural, has in these last days, Spoken to us by His Son, singular. So all through history of the Bible, 
God was speaking through prophets, signs and wonders, all sorts of things. But He says in the last days, God's only got one frequency and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is God's frequency. The Father has already spoken to us by His Son. Therefore, whatever, anything and everything that God has to say to us, He has already said it to us in Christ. The question is, the question is, are we on God's frequency? Have we tuned in? And you see in the world today, there are many frequencies. There are many messages. As a matter of fact, it's screaming at us. And the dilemma, the temptation that you and I will find ourselves in is we begin to tune in. Have you ever scrolled on Facebook? Have you ever done that? And you go and then all of a sudden something will pop up. And it could be anything. It could be gossip. It could be of a sexual nature. It could be financial. And what they want you to do as you browse and you're scrolling, click on it. The moment you click on it, it takes you into another frequency. Are you with me? I'm using simple terms here to describe something. It takes you into another frequency. Then what happens every time you open your Facebook, they will send similar frequencies, I use that language, or messages to your Facebook and you'll get inundated with whatever you looked at. And you know the old saying, it's like a rabbit hole, right? Once you go down it, it's like... So you see, as a Christian, we've got to resist that and we need to tune in to the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to tune into God's frequency which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me put it to you another way. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. Paul put it this way. He said, I determined not to know anything among you. This is a speech. I determined not to know anything among you. In other words, nothing else except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So what's, Jesus, uh, what's God's frequency sound like? Jesus Christ and Him crucified. 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 Are you getting the message? Remember Peter. Don't you love Peter? He's the dude in the Bible that can't keep his mouth shut. And because it's never shut, he's always putting his foot on it. This is illustrated so well in the Mount of Transfiguration in the book of Matthew. They go up to this mountain and Jesus says, oh, the rest of you stay here. He goes, Peter, James, John, you come with me. And they go up in the mountain. The moment they get up to the top, the Bible says Jesus is transfigured or glorified. He began to glow, all His clothes, everything, right? These guys, can you imagine it? Then, then the, who turns up? Moses and Elijah. Moses 
the law frequency. Oh man, is this good preaching or what, man? Elijah, the prophet frequency. And now there's Jesus in the middle, the Son of God frequency. And here goes Peter. He cannot resist it, right? Um, Lord, now, how, I mean, how dumb can you be? He's interrupting one of the most holy glorification. You read it, it's incredible. Hey, Jesus, can you imagine Moses and Elijah? Who's this dude? We're having a meeting with the Son of God here. Who is this dude? And he goes, it's always about him. If he got analysed today, Peter would be a narcissist. Because what did he say? It's good for us to be here. Not meaning Jesus, meaning Peter and James and John. It's good for us to be here. He says, I'm gonna do you a favour, Jesus. Let's build three tabernacles. Let's build a tabernacle to recognise the law. Let's build a tabernacle to recognise the prophets. And let's build one for you, Jesus, to recognise you, the Son of God. He gets it just out of his mouth. And the Bible says, a loud voice comes from heaven. This is my beloved Son. Hear only Him. That's amazing, isn't it? Jesus Christ is God's only frequency. Peter learned that. Hear only Him, I think the NIV says. Hear only Christ. Can I ask you a question? Who are you listening to? Or what are you listening to? It's really interesting. When we're on God's frequency, our language will be centred around, our thinking will be centred around the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So it begs the question, where's the cross in our life? Where is the cross? Well, some people wear it on their neck and that's fine. Um, I've got a kilted cross in my bedroom up on one of the cupboard, up on one of the shelves. I got it from Scotland where my roots are. So I, I like that to remind me. But you know what I've discovered? I've discovered that many Christians are on the cross They're crucifying themselves daily. They're beating themselves up. They're not worthy enough, saved enough, loved enough. They're always repenting from sin because they find themselves living, obeying their temptations. They're not on God's frequency. They're on a worldly frequency or a fleshly frequency. And so they're beating themselves up. And then they have this language. No one in this room, including me, we've never said this. Why is this happening to me? Or what about this one? The church hurt me. What, the whole church turned up to your house and gave you hiding? I mean, what, 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 what do people mean by that? I, I, I've discovered in my own life, when I'm not on God's frequency, I'm susceptible to temptation. I'm susceptible to hurt. I'm susceptible to deception. I'm deceptive. Anything can happen. But when I stay on God's wavelength, on God's frequency, Jesus Christ 
and Him crucified, I'm going to do okay. But then there's another group of Christians, they're looking forward to the cross. So they see their problem and they have a need and they look to the cross hoping that God will maybe do something for them, maybe tomorrow or next week or next year, that God might help them. But actually, that's not what a normal Christian does. A normal Christian doesn't crucify themselves on the cross. A normal Christian doesn't look forward to the cross. Normal Christian, spiritual people look back to the cross. Are you with me? You say, what's he talking about? The cross is not in your future or in your life like for you now to die like Christ in that sense, in a physical way. We look back to the cross to the accomplished fact of the perfect, complete and finished work of Jesus Christ. Now I stand forgiven, I'm standing in victory and I'm looking back and I'm claiming the provisions and the accomplishments of the cross as an established fact. Isn't that good? We're looking back to the accomplishments of the cross. Wow, isn't that incredible? Jesus Christ and Him crucified. An accomplished fact. This is what it means to be on God's wavelength. So from now on, we view everything, we perceive everything and we interpret everything through the lens of the cross of Christ. It's the view that we now have. No other view. Therefore, who we listen to and what we say is really important. Whether we have a confession on the cross or looking forward to the cross or whether we have a confession looking back to the accomplished fact of the complete perfect work of Jesus. See, why is it important? Because you see, God does everything through words. Are you with me this morning? His divine words, His creative words, His loving words, His redeeming words, His empowering words. Therefore, the chief weapon of the devil is words. See, the devil works through divisive, lying, deceiving, destructive words that bring about death. That's how the devil works. Here's what the devil knows. And it took me a long time to work it out. The devil knows that if he can control the narrative, he can set the atmosphere and the realities. Because words are powerful. That's how God set it up. That's how the Lord set it up. Jesus said this to the Pharisees, why do you not understand my speech? And why can't you listen to my word? It is because you are of your father, the devil. 
There is no truth in him. And when he speaks, he speaks a liar, lie because he's the liar and he's the father of lies. Amazing. There it is, the Word of God. See, you've got to understand that right from the beginning, the devil has one purpose. That's to replace God's words with His words. But he's very clever. He's a very subtle, lying, deceiving person. He first, if you read Genesis chapter 3, you can look at it and study it yourself. He questions the Word. Did God, what, hey, um, did God say don't eat it? She gives her little answer. Then he denies the Word. Eve, you're not gonna die. See the progression? Then thirdly, he says to Eve, the Lord knows in the day that you eat it, you'll be like God's little G. The greatest lie ever in the Bible. The facts were Adam and Eve were already like God, capital G. He wanted to replace the God with a capital G with a little despotic person, little G, rebelling against God and doing their own thing. He says, the real thing, man, God's trying to stop you. He knows you can be your own God. Sound familiar today? Everyone is creating themselves in their same image, what they feel, what they perceive, what they identify as. And so the devil wants to come in and get Adam and Eve to identify not as God, capital G, but as a little God in their own right, rebelling against God like Him. That's what the devil wants to do. Every day he's working and he's doing it through words. Now, here's the thing, church. When we understand this, when we really get this, we're now able to identify atmospheres, situations and even people that the devil is using to speak to us. Atmospheres, situations and even people have a narrative, they're saying stuff, right? And the devil is using these things to speak to us. Here's the deal. When we repeat the message and the narrative that the devil is speaking, we accept the atmosphere and the reality that he's trying to create. Let me say it again. When we repeat the message that the devil is speaking, we accept the atmosphere and the reality he is trying to create. What should we do, Christian? We should decide right now, I refuse to be the devil's mouthpiece in any situation. I'm not gonna just regurgitate what the devil's saying or what Facebook's saying or what people are saying. I'm gonna regurgitate what the Word of God says and what the Holy Spirit reveals. I'm gonna get on God's wavelength and that's the secret to a great life. Whoa, I'm all pumped up here this morning. You see, God's atmospheres they, they, they flow through His Word. That's how God works. This is why we have the Holy Scriptures. Have you ever wondered why we've got a Bible? 
Some people think God wrote it for his memory because God's getting old and God needs to know. So they remind him, I remind you of that Scripture, God. I used to pray that when I was young because I was just young and stupid, you know what I mean? And I'm reminding, I don't have to remind God. You don't remind God about His Word. You claim it and begin to speak on the same wavelength as God. You'll find miracles, you'll find peace, you'll find life. That's how it happens in, in the Word of God. And then we know what we need to say. So we know what God says. Now we know what we need to say. Oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> See, the Word of God is the Kingdom of God language. The Word of God is the Kingdom of God language. Everything God's got to say flows out of what He's already said. <laughs> See, the Spirit of God flows in unison with the Word of God. And there was chaos and darkness over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering. The Spirit did nothing until the Word was spoken. And then it says in Genesis, and then God said, let there be light and there was light. And we know that as the Word was spoken, the Spirit moved in unison to create light. Are you feeling dark? Are you feeling tempted? Get the Holy Spirit hovering over your life and begin to speak God's frequency. You may just find a miracle coming your way. You might just find liberty and freedom coming your way. <laughs> God wants us to move in unison with what He says in His Word and what the Holy Spirit reveals. Romans 10, 6 and 8. I love the Scripture. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Say, speaks in this way. How do you get saved? You have to speak Jesus as Lord. You can believe in your head until the cows come home. That's what we used to say in New Zealand. You, you can think godly thoughts. You can feel that God loves you and wants to save you. But the Bible says until we speak it, we won't be saved. We have to confess. Romans 10, 6 to 8. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. I, I, I hear Christians all the time trying to find Christ. I thought you had Him. Anyway, he says, or oh, who will descend into the abyss to bring Christ up from the grave? He's already up from the grave. He's risen, He's alive. <laughs> but what does it say? What's it? The righteousness of faith. What does the righteousness of faith say? The Word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith that we preach. So how does God speak to us? He speaks to us through His Word and what the Holy Spirit reveals. This is where I've landed, people. This is where I've landed. I'm only interested in two things. What God says in His Word and what the Holy Spirit reveals. That doesn't mean I won't respect you if you feel something. 
you feel led. That's fine. You do that. Good luck with that. Me? I'm only interested in what the Word says and what the Holy Spirit has revealed. And have a guess what I've discovered after 50 years. I think I know quite a bit about the will of God. Because I've read it in the Bible. And the Holy Spirit's confirmed it in my life. And I've had awesome pastors that have taught me and friends and associates. And so I don't need to find the will of God. You know, Christians are trying to find the will of God. You find that? Will I eat porridge or wheat bicks? Lord, do I buy a red Corolla or a green Mazda? You know what God says? So what? You choose. I just want you to have a car. <laughs> so we get caught up, Christians get caught up and I've been guilty of this as anybody. We get caught up in all the semantics and the little, instead of just obeying what the Word of God tells us to do. Oh, my friend, he's hungry. Lord, should I give him to eat? I don't even need to pray that. If he's hungry, the Bible says, don't say, brother, be warmed and filled. How did that bless you? Oh, great, but I'm still hungry. He says, that's useless. That's faith without works. If he's hungry, feed him. I don't need guidance. I don't need a word from God. I don't need a prophecy. Prophesy over me, sister. Yea, thus saith the Lord, buy him a food, you know. <laughs> You'll be surprised how easy your life of faith will become when you live in the Word. And as you live in the Word, okay, God will reveal. And as He reveals, you make adjustments. It's just making little adjustments as you go. It's not like, Lord, I wanna be in the centre of Your will. What's that? What's the centre of God's will? Like, is it a cocoon? Is it, is it like, I never do anything wrong. I'm walking perfectly and all, it's not like that. Sorry, Pastor, you're not perfect. I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't wanna break it to you, but I'm not perfect. I said, someone said to me recently, man, I just don't like my pastor. I don't know whether I can serve him properly, but not you, Pastor. Boy, it'd be great to be in your church. I said, you know your problem? You don't know me. <laughs> You be in my church, after 10 minutes, you'll hate me too. <laughs> Only be interested in two things, Christians. What the Bible says and what the Holy Spirit says. Not in your heart, not other people's opinions, not people who are called influencers. You know, you know the world's full of influencers. I read it the other day in England, an influencer is being sued and she might go to hospital, uh, hospital, she might go to prison for giving unqualified medical advice. But she's got a million followers and she's influencing people on health and she hasn't even got a certificate, a TAFE on medical. She, she hasn't even got a first aid certificate. And she's given, but you see people gullibly swallow, oh, she's an influencer. Who said? I only want one influencer. That's the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That's the influence we need, church. This is normal Christianity. This is where God wants us to come back. You see, a normal Christian 
is relating properly to God in every area of his life. He's born of the Word and the Spirit. She's indwelt with the Word of God and the Spirit. She's filled with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. He's sanctified with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. They are led by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. They're walking in the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. They're ministering in the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. So how do I know the will of God? Just get on God's frequency and be in the Word and be in the Spirit and you'll find God will lead you. You'll never be saying, oh, I don't know what the will of God is. It'll be simple to you, it'll be obvious because you're filled with the Word. You're filled with the Spirit. That's how Christianity, friends, was supposed to be easy and light, not heavy and complicated. That's why we can just live it with joy and serve others. The normal Christian just keeps obeying the Word of God and making adjustments along the way. The secret is the first thing we must do is the last thing God told us to do. I went to a meeting a few years ago and a pastor came up to me, a really good friend, a pastor. He said, oh, Gordon, we've been looking forward to you coming. You got a new prophecy for me? I said, why? What happened to the other one? (laughs) Don't be concerned about always getting a new word, a novelty or whatever. Just do what God's already told you to do. And as you do it, He'll speak to you. He'll reveal something. He'll, and you make adjustments. Oh, has this helped anybody this morning? You know, maybe this morning, friend, let's bring this to a close. Maybe you're not on God's wavelength. Maybe you've never actually discovered Jesus as Lord. You might even believe in Him. You might say, well, hey, mate, I'm in church. I believe in God. Yeah, but what's your confession? What's your lifestyle? See, we're all one step away from an act of of disobedience. Let him who stands take heed lest he fall. It's a daily looking to the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. What did He accomplish for me? What has He provided and I live in it? So some people here today, you probably need to return to the Lord. You need to get that little dial, that spiritual dial and dial into God's frequency. Maybe you've never done it for the first time. You feel away from God. You know, the truth is God's very near you. God's not far from you. He's led you here this morning. Why don't we bow our heads in the presence of God? I'm gonna ask you a very personal question and give you an opportunity to respond in faith. If you don't know the Lord and you've never actually accepted Him, as your Lord and Saviour, in a moment, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and say, Gordon, that's me, and please include me in a prayer. Or maybe you have and you've drifted and there's been a drift in your life and you find yourself off frequency. And this morning, you wanna retune into God's frequency. If that's you, right now, Why don't you confess the Lord while every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Say, yes, Lord, that's me. I'm coming to You, Lord, for the first time. I'm coming back. Is there anybody? Very quickly, just raise your hand up right where you are. You just find yourself out of sync with God. Thank you. I see that hand. 
Is there anyone else? Just say yes, thank you. Anyone else? Just say yes, Gordon, that's me. I, I wanna be on God's frequency. I wanna know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Him crucified. That's the secret to a great life. Is there anyone else? Very quickly, over to my left. Up the back of the church, across the middle. Don't walk out of this meeting the same. Say yes to the Lord. Say yes, Jesus, today. Over to my right, is there anybody? Let's all stand together, shall we? Let's all stand together. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. Let's pray together, shall we? Everyone can pray this. I love this prayer as we recommit. If this, you're praying this for the first time, you're coming back, these people that raise their hand, just put your hand on your heart and pray this. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning I turn to You. I turn away from sin and everything that displeases You. And I promise to serve You and follow You. Wash me and make me clean. Make me Your child. I confess that in my heart, I believe that You are my Saviour and my Lord, and I will follow You all the days of my life. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.